And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. It is Monday still. It's still Monday, May 17, 2021. This is your Manchester United weekly show for this week. We have Mark back from the Barmy Army to talk about Manchester United women crashing out of the FA Cup competition this weekend against Leicester City, newly promoted into the WSL, Leicester City, in Casey Stoney's last match as manager of Manchester United. A very difficult week ends uh, with a thud uh, on the weekend on Sunday. So I'm bringing Mark back to discuss that match and what lies ahead. Mark, welcome back. Hey, Keith. Thanks for having me. So um, a lot of questions, Mark. A lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if you have the answers to those questions at this point, but we're going to try anyways. We're going to try anyways. So. We spoke. Um, we spoke on Thursday uh, yeah. when we did sort of the quote unquote emergency pod for uh, Casey Stoney announcing that she was leaving Manchester United. We don't know exactly where she may be going, but we knew that she was leaving. But we also were thinking that there her last match as manager was coming up on Sunday, FA Cup, you know, fifth round competition at Lee Sports Village against Leicester City. And yeah. we, I think you were still feeling fairly confident about that match going forward and, and, and hoping that the team would be able to be able to send uh, Casey out on a high note. That didn't happen. Um, leading up to Sunday, were, were there were there any thoughts or ideas or things that were coming out that you felt like were leading up to Sunday that that you felt, you know, that changed the confidence of, of fans going forward for that game? No, not not overly. Obviously, the bombshell of Casey resigning on Wednesday, which we talked about on on Thursday, on Friday there was she didn't do her usual uh, presser before the game. She didn't she didn't speak to any of the press. But under the circumstances, we, I kind of you know I think most people understood it because the the questions would be all about her, not about the game. So mm-hmm. I understood that decision. Um, she did do one with the club, which was released Saturday night. Again, mm-hmm. it, she talked about the game, and at the very end, she talked about herself. But nothing real, nothing, nothing stood out that anything was going to go wrong before the game. So everything, as far as I was concerned, as far as the, the fans were concerned, was business as usual. And it seemed like, though, the the the. The social media, Twitter, YouTube channel, uh, you know, response to her announcement and the decision had been fairly, obviously, very positive towards her, very pos- fairly positive towards the players, but fairly <laughs> negative towards management as we we expected. And a lot of a lot of continued conversation like we had on Thursday about, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you know, facilities and training and, and things like that. Uh, that seemed to kind of continue on, kind of unabated uh, into the into the the weekend. Um, so, what do you think happened yesterday? Then you know, um, was this the performance that you were expecting? What what were you? What were your thoughts? It wasn't, it wasn't a performance I was expecting. I don't think it was a performance most of us were expecting. Most of us expected, and, and as we said on, on Thursday, the team to go out and do a give a positive 
get a positive result, a positive performance for Casey in her last game. What was kind of weird, I suppose you can say, is, is that Casey, uh, you know, we've we've talked in the past. Casey's first of all a human being. She's a she's a um, she is a, a, a player man. She's a manager, but she manages them as people, not as players sometimes. And it was a bit weird that you know she released like Chris, uh, Kristen Press go back home to the states before the FA Cup game, but we don't know whether that was a contractual agreement that the, the, her last game would be the the game uh, against Everton, but also Jackie had gone back home as well. Um, so mm-hmm. there was a couple of things in there that kind you know kind of were like question marks, I suppose. But but with the rest of the squad there. There was nothing that that really should have surprised us. Uh, still, even when I heard the team news, I was still positive we would beat Leicester. Um, and I, I know that we, you know, we've kind of joked about this. You, you, you are in a pool of, of starting lineups. And when I saw the starting lineup, and I, I saw no Jackie Gronin and no Christian Press and. And, um, you know, Harris starting in the back line uh, and Maria starting in the back line as well. Um, I I was like, I I had joked with you before, like, you know, you need to get 11 out of 11. How many did you get? Uh, Eight. Well, I I thought you I thought you got seven. So you did better than I thought I did. (laughs) Yeah, Shane, the guy who does it, I was against him for the last game and I beat him eight, seven. So yeah, wow! The, the master didn't the master, uh, get his. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so there's some pride there to go away from that, absolutely, um, and so forth. What I mean, what were the what were the surprises in the lineup um, for for you going into it? I guess you could possibly say Martha, as you said, starting at mm-hmm. right back. Um, right. No tuning in the starting eleven. Yeah, um, and probably Maria as well. It came a bit. It was a bit of a shock, but the Maria thing. We, I, I personally want to see her play in her best position, which is centre back. So mm-hmm. I can kind of understand Casey dropping Amy. Not that Amy's done anything wrong, but I kind right. of see it. I, I kind of understood it. I think once you realise that that Jackie um, had gone back home, and obviously Kristen Tooney not starting, that, that was the, the that was a massive. Um, Okay, kind of question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I, I honestly was pretty shocked with the lineup, but I didn't know the backstory. I didn't know that you know Kristen had gone home, and um, I imagine that was probably contractual. Um, yeah. it, it is my guess, um, particularly also with the NWSL starting, um, you know, this weekend as well. But that could have been contractual in terms of you know playing league games and things like that. Um, but I was really surprised that Gronin was not there. Um, either and that Elatoon didn't start. Um, so that was all of that was kind of surprising. And I think that to me, honestly, when I saw the lineup and I saw the, them on the on the pitch, I was like, I had a bad feeling at that point. You know, I kind of had a bad feeling that that things may not things were really more now even a little bit more unsettled than they were even coming into the match because I don't think Casey was able able to put in her top eleven uh, into the match where where I think she would probably wanted to. 
Yeah, I guess you know, I think as we talk about Tooney not starting, the, the other name that we haven't mentioned is Leah did start. And right. mm-hmm. the fact that Leah started after um, her injury was, was a massive, massive bonus for us for the last mm-hmm. game of the season. Um, Absolutely, yeah. You know, yeah, so I, even with that 11 we started with, I still believe, and I still believe it now, that we had enough quality to beat Leicester. And that's where football becomes football, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> because absolutely. there, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I agree. Um, because I was like, yeah, I may have been shocked with that starting lineup, which I was, but I was like, no, nah, this this team still has, and there's still enough on, out there to to win uh, against Leicester. Even though, I mean, I've never uh, honestly never seen Leicester play, but you you, you see the the quality. The, there was a gap in quality. Is clearly there, but that's why you end up having to play the whole match um, yeah. and so forth. So, how do you feel like the team like started out this match? Um, I think they, they started really. I think well, we did start. We started really well. Um, mm-hmm. We we moved the ball around quickly. We we, we started with with something like that. And Jane Ross was playing a different role for me. Uh, Jane uh-huh. Ross was playing more as a as a holding slash attacking midfielder. She was breaking up play. And it's a role that none of us in the watch-along had ever seen Jane do. We've seen it, you know, in bits and bobs and and, in in passing when she's come on in in a cameo appearance. But we've never seen it from an actual start of the game. And um, Jane Ross was, I mean, uh, you know, Jane Ross was, I thought, was brilliant. She was doing the Hayley Ladd role for me, um, which is so, you need someone who can do what, Hayley Ladd did, and, and, and Jane Ross did it yesterday, did it brilliantly. Um, we moved the ball quickly, which is something that you and I have talked about on many occasions on here. We moved the ball really quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the only thing that let us down at, on our start was um, there was too many loose balls for me. Mm-hmm. The, the, we were making great passes, but the passes weren't sticking at the player or the first touch was pushing it too far ahead of them. But other than, other than that, I, I thought we started really, really well and we deserved our... I mean, Martha Harris, she was, you know, she was taking shots mm-hmm. from, from from literally everywhere. I mean, it was, it was right. brilliant. It was brilliant to see. Um, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, the start was, the start was brilliant. Yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, certainly Lester did, did uh, you know, make it challenging uh, from a defensive standpoint uh, to start with. But, yeah, I have no, you know, in looking at United's performance from the from the start of the match, the first 40, 40 minutes, um, or at least uh, what led up to Sigsworth's goal um, in the 33rd minute, you know, was, yeah, it was, you know, this you know, typical, what we typically are used to seeing with United and being, yeah. you know, fairly yeah. quick on the front foot. Um, I, mean, I agree. Yeah, sometimes that 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 first touch was a little bit off, uh, but what seemed to kind of come through for me was, um, and I think you're alluding to it, is just making it into the final third, but then not being able to put the two things together to be able to convert it convert it into a, a solid opportunity. Uh, and that's where, you know, some of those loose balls come in. And also, you know, Leicester playing the de- defensive line that they were playing. Yeah. Uh, some of the, as you said, some of the passing was 
was okay. Some of it was, was wasn't mm-hmm. great. Um, right. J- uh, Kirsty Hansen on the right and um, Leah on the left. Leah, Leah looked like it, it was a game she needed, but she was struggling. I think, fit- mm-hmm. I think I'm not being horrible. I think she, her fitness wasn't wasn't great. She looked like she was struggling. Um, but she was still getting in behind the Leicester defence, as was Kirsty Hansen yes. on the other side. Yes. Um, so, yeah, uh, we, we the movement for the goal. But one of the other criticisms, and I, I, we do, I don't really ever, you know, when we were taking shots, it was the old thing that you and I have always said, Keith. It's either off target, it hits the goalkeeper, mm-hmm. or it's over the bar. Right. Um, yeah. But I, I, you know, as I've always said, take your shots. You, you know, mm-hmm. you might get yeah. a, a rebound. You might get lucky. You, you, you don't know what's gonna gonna happen. Um, but yeah, the first half up until the goal, we 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 played really really well, and then for some reason after the goal, it kind of went a bit pear shaped. I think we needed half time to come, and we needed it to come quickly because. Um, I I I don't know where we where it would have ended up if halftime hadn't come when he did. Yeah, and right, I it like sometimes like I felt like right after this the goal the first goal, which they worked really hard to get that goal. Um, yeah. you know it, they worked worked really hard, but then it seemed like the team kind of like deflated right afterwards, you know, yeah. and. Um, and then it just started getting getting and there I say the word leaky, um, you know, from then then forth and how, you know, people talk about all the time. You never want to give up a goal right before halftime and yeah. you never really want to give up a goal right after halftime. Um, yeah. And so the worst possible thing that could happen was giving up a goal right at the end of the half. So talk yeah. about that yeah. goal. What happened? What do you think? Describe yeah. what happened there. Yeah. It, it was definitely disappointing. Um, mm-hmm. Leicester came to uh, came to the game yesterday with a point to prove, newly mm-hmm. promoted champions of yeah. the of the championship. But also, as I, I've mentioned on on the podcast with you last Monday, um, the last time they came to Lee Sports Village, we beat them eleven one. So they came not wanting to get a battering from us, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. um, and. That they, uh, their goal was was, uh, you know, mistakes from from us. We did mm-hmm. they did, you know, Maria Thoris.A, It was a bad back pass, uh, mm-hmm. and at that point, there's nothing really you, we could have done about it. It was just they they had a player in the right place, um, and it was an individual. I mean, it's not very often I would say this about a United player, but it was down to an individual mistake that goal. The goal mm-hmm. happened. Um, mm-hmm. And then when you look back at the, the goals we conceded in general, all three, they were all mistakes from us. Um, and yeah, and, it's, and that's what kind of go ahead. Sorry. Always, uh, and as we've always said, Keith, players do have bad days. They're human beings, mm-hmm. it right? Um, right. And um, yesterday, I think there was. In many ways, I think there was too much pressure on. On I'm not making excuses. I I, I think the the pressure of Casey resigning. I think the pressure of probably wanting to put performance on for her. I think all of that got maybe. In my opinion, it might have got too much because mm-hmm. it was an emotive day. Because mm-hmm. um, at the end of the game 
on on the commentary here on MUTV, um, mm-hmm. our former goalkeeper Siobhan Chamberlain, she broke down in tears. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was a very emotive day, and I, I'm not going to use those as an excuse. We we just conceded three bad goals from three bad errors, and and that's what I, I, I put it down to. Yeah, and you know, and I really I really try not to bring in mentality too much into into play and, and the, even though I'm a, I'm a mental health person so when you have a situation but I felt like there were just kind of like things were just so intense emotionally yeah. um that that leads to with some with some athletes not all athletes and and they're all they're all are human but with many athletes um something like that can leads to either one direction or another one some will rise up in their performance, you know, you're using the emotion as fuel and some will, will be prone to potential mental kind of lapses of concentration. And I think given everything that, you know, reportedly and that we know has happened, not just within this last week, but within going all the way back to this, the entire the entirety of the season, going back into the, this is the third year of the program, going back to the, a lot of adversity and a lot of ups and downs, and it all kind of coming to a, to a you know, a closure point. That on Sunday, on you know, on a pitch at home, uh, it was, you know, what led to those things. And it was just, and I, I felt... Um, Savon's chair, uh, Chamberlain's emotion when I, I was watching it on MUTV as well. And, um, you know, I was like, yeah, this is the culmination. You know, this is the culmination uh, of, a, you know, a project that somehow seems to have now an uncertain future. Um, and so everything just kind of came to a head, you know. Uh, and it, it, I found it really, I to me, and, and, and tell me, you can tell me definitely how you feel about it is that it, it's really sad that the way this ended was ended as a result of three in three individual defensive errors because United had prided themselves and Casey had prided herself on having a solid defense. And so I think people were just, I was just like shocked to see the level of errors being made on the defensive end. Um, and that was very, um, very telling. Yeah, <clears throat> one of the things that, that I I've learned as as a footballer that I I you know I I've always been ingrained in me is that you don't mess around with your defense unless you don't unless you have to unless there's an injury or a suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah you true, true. You don't usually mess around with it. So yeah, it was a bit weird to see, as I said before, it was a bit weird to see Martha start and Maria. <clears throat> Excuse me, but um, <clears throat> the day itself was so emotional for emotive for everyone. It was <clears throat> it was one of those things that um, you can't help but see the the, the level of the level of um, love they have for Casey and what she's done. Right. And when we scored, the when Jess scored, you saw everyone run over to Casey and hug her and, yeah, and do right, that. Right, absolutely. And after, that, and after that, you would have seen people 
go. You, you, what would have happened after that? No one. Katie would not have wanted to happen. Wanted it right. to happen the way it did. Right. So the one of the good things about yesterday, and it it possibly is a good thing because Casey said it herself, <clears throat> is that we weren't in that ground because it would have been twice as difficult for her. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. On that basis, it was. It was. It was. It's one of those things. I remember when Sir Alex left. I remember what you know. One United were losing, uh, were drawing one all in the last minute of the game, and then we scored. But that whole day, it was. It wasn't about the result. It was about sending Sir Alex off the right way. Mm-hmm. And what, what most people will wake up today is the result was the wrong result, and we didn't send Casey off the way we should have done. Right. And, uh, but three, as you've said, and I've said, three individual mistakes. But the human beings, and you have to allow for an individual mistake. It's just that they came in the wrong game at the wrong time. And um, because that, one of my questions, Mark, was going to be, you know, um, because I, I had been listening to other, you know, to other, you know, channels and things like that, and just kind of hearing other, you know, fans' responses, and you know, people. I, I heard people talking about, yeah, they're going to go to, they're going to go sit in the parking lot at, you know, at least Sports Village. I don't know if anyone actually did that or not, um, yeah. you know, to to try to catch a glimpse to say goodbye. I mean, all those types of, of things, and and I really felt that, and yeah, I mean that that. Um, a celebration where everyone runs over to Casey at, at, at that goal. Um, you know, it was, you know, it was, you know, a very touching moment. Um, and, and I saw her uh, on MDU TV, you know, talking after the match was over. Um, and, you know, it was, you can tell it was, you know, you know, very difficult to, to say things like, you know, we're, we're setting up and trying to put, I'm trying to put this team in the position where when the next person comes, uh, you know, and, and, uh, you know, we've had a good run and, and, you know, we've, we've progressed, uh, you know, those types of things. Um, so it was not surprising in the beginning of the second half that Galt and that Leah Galton was subbed off for, uh, for Ona though, that puts Ona in a position, uh, that we weren't used to seeing her in, uh, which is more up front. Uh, how did, how do you think that went? Um, yeah, I, I, I think Ona over the last, few weeks months you've seen her you've seen her defensive capable what she can do on the defensive side but you've seen, also seen what she can do on the attacking side she's you know she's one of those that, that bombs down the wing as a fullback which i i love to see yeah um i was concerned about leah i i will be honest i mentioned it in the watch along she mm-hmm. looked like she was struggling yeah towards the back end of the first half. So when she did go off, um, it wasn't a surprise. But Honor um, yesterday was voted the players, the women's player of the season. And mm-hmm. that was, and Casey uh, chose the, the, the player who, who, the player of the season. And it was no surprise to anyone that it, that it was on a, mm-hmm. in my opinion, it was Honor from, very the only person who would have pushed on her, in my opinion, is Jackie because Jackie was brilliant in the first half of the season, and then we saw her in in bits and bobs in 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 the second half. But uh, Honor is a, a, a kind of like looking at Honor on the attacking side because I want to I want to see her do that more next season. 
Um, and it, and when you've got two um, full-backs who do their jobs very well in Martha and, and Kirsty Smith, Martha in, in, I mean, I can't, after yesterday's game, I would have said, I used to say Martha was more defensively minded. Mm-hmm. Kirsty was more attacking. But yesterday, it seemed to be the other way around. Martha was just bombing down. And it kind of gave Honor that little bit of freedom to move around and get involved in the attacks. It, it, it was it was good to see. But as I said, Leah looked like she was struggling and it, it was a change that, that we needed to make. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to see Jane Ross score, score her goal um, in the, you know, in the 63rd, um, you know, to, to put United back on top again, two to one. Yeah. Um, so that was, you know, that was a positive as well. Uh, also. Yeah. As I said earlier, um, Jane Ross yesterday, and I, she was player of the match for me by, by a, a, a country. Mm-hmm. She was brilliant. Uh, she took a goal. She took it really well. And then when when her and, and Jess were subbed off, you were kind of like scratching our heads a little bit because you're mm-hmm. taking off two of our attacking attacking right. players and you're bringing on, uh, with no disrespect, you're bringing on Carrie Jones and um, it, I think it might have been Tooney mm-hmm. at the same time. But, you, but uh, when you took off Jess... We kind of lost our attacking, you know, our, our, our the player we the player we look for to score a goal, mm-hmm. and it was. I think just yesterday she bullied the Leicester defence, and I, I don't mean that mm-hmm. respectfully, but Jessie's. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. She's a strong player, and, and she can get in behind because she's she looks quite stocky but actually she's she's a really she's got a great turn of speed and she can mm-hmm. get in between defenders and I've never questioned um Casey's tactics but when she took off Jess and Jane I kind of sat there thinking well are we playing to get this into extra time or where, where are we trying to get with this game and I I kind of didn't understand it at that point yeah, I ended, yeah, I, I did. I struggled to to come up with reasons why, unless there was something we we just simply didn't know that that only you know only you know Casey and her staff knew, um, you know, uh, there because, um, yeah, I just I thought that was um, an, an odd uh, change there. I mean, I understood tune going in. Um, yeah. I understood that completely. That made perfect sense. Um, but in terms of um, putting Carrie Jones was like in in with uh, unless you know unless Jess was out of gas unless there was nothing left in the tank you know that's um, you know because I mean when you're running you know the thing that is is as we know watching football but also it's at a very emotional game uh, and when you're running on really high emotion it drains you physically faster yeah. than you know than normal you know. Um, you get tired physically quicker, mentally quicker, uh, which I think played a part in 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 the late goals, you know, in, in the 70 and 71st minute um, and so forth. So, you know, maybe that was um, that was the case. Um, and I had this feeling I don't know about you, but I had this feeling watching the, the last 20 minutes that. It just wasn't going to happen. 
I kept thinking, I kept hoping for their sake and hoping for Casey's sake it was going to happen, that at least yeah. give some extra time or, or, or something. Uh, but it just didn't seem like it was going to happen. Um, and that was a little, that, you know, from my perspective, that was, that made it a hard watch, um, yeah. you know, in those final minutes uh, as it was counting down and, and desperation started to kind of set in. And the more desperation seemed to set in, the more it seemed that Lester was going to uh, be more solidified and even more emboldened it, because I saw a rather emboldened side at the 70 month mark when they tied yeah. it up. Um, and, 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 you know, Lester played the game well. They played it with their strengths, but they also brought, you know, they also took the clock down, you know, so the goalkeeper went down mm-hmm. with cramp or oh, yeah, whatever. Twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah, I've seen teams do it in the past. I've seen United teams do it to try and bring the clock down a bit. Um, right. But I completely agree. Once they scored the third, I couldn't see a way of us scoring. Uh, I, yeah. it, we could have still been playing now, Keith, and I still don't think we would have scored. Mm. So <laughs> when, when that final whistle blew... I hope you don't mind me asking this, but what were your emotions like when the final whistle blew and it was done? I'm going to sound... Uh, I, I watched Casey's interview. It was a tough mm-hmm. hit. It yeah. definitely was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. And I, I was upset for a little bit, but mm-hmm. then you realise that it's football. These things happen. You You know... And I was reading in in our WhatsApp group how some people were saying, right, we move on now. That's it. Casey's reign is done. It's finished. We move Mm -hmm. on. We now get the next manager in and we see what happens there. Casey Casey has left one heck of a legacy to whoever comes in and also Mm -hmm. one heck of a squad. Um. Of, of great players. Now, as I said to you on Thursday and last last week, uh, last Monday, I'm expecting players to go from the current squad. There is no, there's no hiding that. We obviously, we talked on Thursday about LJ. I mean, LJ is mm-hmm. probably right now the big name, the big name mm-hmm. that's going. We also, and um, whoever comes in, be it, um, you know the 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 ex Leon manager. I think he's been touted with 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 the role. Whoever comes in, their their job is to either pick up the squad that he that they will inherit and the players that are left, but also make their stamp on it. Because mm-hmm. what I what I, what I don't want to happen is kind of what happened to David Moyes, and right. He, right. And he inherit com- a complete Sir Alex's squad and yeah. not really do anything with it. What I, what I kind of want, and Wade Casey was talking yesterday, is I'm leaving this team in the best way I can. It's now for mm-hmm. the next manager to put their, their stamp on it. And yeah, it, it sounds cold from a lot of people, but when that full-time whistle went and after Casey had made her remarks, I guess for many people, they, they just they move on, and we we go and wait now for, for the announcement that we we get a new manager sooner 
rather than later. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, 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 I'm glad you brought up the the the, tra- the change in, from Alex Ferguson to David Moyes because David Moyes to me was uh, someone who was an accomplished manager elsewhere and accomplished at Everton and and so forth, but was not someone who was ready to take on that mantle. Not he was not ready to fill anyone's shoes. Uh, let alone Alex Ferguson's shoes. So, uh, you know, so I, I, this is a different pair of shoes this time um, than that by far, but still a definite pair of shoes. So I have two questions in relation to, to, to the future. So number one, I know that fans were not, um, they weren't at the ground, they weren't in the ground, uh, you know, for this match. Will the fans and how will the fans have an opportunity to give maybe a proper goodbye to Casey as she's leaving? Is that even a possibility? Um, um, I, I would come back to a game mm-hmm. in capacity. Mm-hmm. is a for, for Sky or whoever, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I hope so, because I I know there were some fans at LSV yesterday. Some of them got to say goodbye to her. Uh, She came up to them. They they, they sat there or stood stood behind the barriers. barriers. Uh, I would like to hope she comes back. I would understand if she doesn't. It's it's very difficult to come back and see um, a team that you've essentially made and see someone else running that team. I think it's slightly mm-hmm. different for Sir Alex because he he was ready to walk away. Mm-hmm. He, he was yeah. ready to go. And it's slightly different. I don't know whether Casey would do that. I, I, as I said, personally, I would like to think she would come back to say goodbye to us, but I completely understand if she didn't. One of the things that... that um was really hard for Manchester United fans in the wake of Sir Sir Alex leaving was there were many fans, in my opinion, who never gave David Moyes a chance. Um, And I'm, I guess the, the love that, that most fans have for Casey Stoney, are they, do you feel like, are they going to give the next person a chance or will they always compare that person to her? I, I think it's very difficult in modern football when you don't compare a team to a, a previous manager. So Thomas mm-hmm. Tuchel, uh, for example, mm-hmm. when he took over, he said, "This isn't my side. This is a Frank Lampard side." Mm-hmm. When, yeah. when you know, it's going to take me a, a, a period of, of time to get my stamp on on the right. team. Right. Um, even when David Moyes came in. He said, "I'm not going to change a winning, uh, a winning mm-hmm. team for me. I need to build on that." Um, I'd like to think a majority of the fan base will give the manager new time, but at the same time, what would help that? What would help the other percentage that probably won't is results. If the manager comes in, whoever it may be. And he goes off and he get wins five out of five or five out of six or whatever it may be. That will only get fans back on side. And mm-hmm. 
but we also need to be patient with whoever comes in. That is going to take time to find the feet. It's, at, at the end of the day, it, it's Manchester United. And I don't care whether it's the men's side or the women's side or the 18s or the 23s or whatever. It is Manchester United and you come into this club and it, unless you you don't realise how big it is. I mean, David Moyes, he admitted it after he left Manchester United. He said, I didn't realise the size of 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 the, the job and the club. And, you know, one of... And I, and I think whoever comes in, they have to be aware that it's not a small club. It is it is one club with different moving parts. And mm-hmm. whoever comes in, they need to be aware of that and be prepared for long days, long nights, and an extremely passionate and um, extremely passionate fan base that wants that team to succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, so, I mean, obviously this appointment uh, is, you know, vitally important for the future, uh, yeah. even yeah. in the very near future. Um, we also know that some some fans are very patient and some fans are not. I mean, there were some people that wanted Casey out uh, after a string yeah. of bad performances too. So yeah. you're always going to get that in football and you're always going to get that with large fan bases that, that ex- expect and want, uh, you know, a certain level of success, um, you know, and things are at a kind of a pivotal moment. It is different from the, the, the Sir Alex situation where, you know, this manager is not going to be, a, a, you know, adopting the premier league champions, uh, you know, from the previous season, they're going to be, adopting a team that that finished one, you know, one point away from a Champions League slot uh, in fourth. Um, so, you know, the, the sort of the expectations may be a little bit different in terms of going up, you know, kind of hard to go up from, you know, you know, Premier League champions and, and you know, high places in, in uh, the Champions League and try to build upon that. But uh, this might be a little bit of a different task. But, yeah, it is very critical, you know, moving forward. And I guess there is some advantage where, um, you know, that, that United may have a little bit more time to build for next season in the sense that, you know, they aren't going to be needing to prepare for Champions League qualifications. Uh, there will be more time to work with the team once if they hire an, another manager pretty quickly. Um, there may be more time to, you know, work with the team before they have to actually go back out onto the pitch um, and so forth after the Olympics um, and so forth. So, which there'll be some, you know, maybe a few players that may be on Olympic squad. So, um, so next, so y'all out there. So, so the plan for all the, the, the weekly features next week, uh, and the week after, depending on scheduling and stuff like that, is is, is kind of do a year season review. So we'll, Mark, I'll be talking with you on the next episode we have about looking back on the season as a whole. So I'm not going to get into that now. Otherwise, you'd be here for an hour and a half. Um, so it's a whole nother show. Uh, I just wanted to talk about this, you know, this week uh, and so forth um, and so on. So, Mark, thank you so much for coming on today. I know that. It's been a rough week, man. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been a rough week, uh, you know, and and, uh, 
and uh, you know, pretty heady week, pretty emotional week, um, and so forth. And so, I appreciate you uh, joining us. Um, you know, doing extra duty with us to thoughts last week uh, as things kind of were transpiring and so forth. And um, and and uh, but we will talk and we'll do the season review and look ahead. At this yeah. Point. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate no it. Um, so that concludes our shows for today. Please feel free to check out uh, our Champions League, Women's Champions League final uh, episode that we did earlier today. Uh, we spoke with uh, the we spoke with a Barcelona supporter um, who is celebrating Barcelona's win in the Women's Champions League yesterday, knocking off Chelsea. Um, you know, pretty decisively for zero. So that's um, that is on uh, our videos that we did for today. So we will be back tomorrow. We will talk with the other side of that Champions League final. We're going to talk with Rob from the CFCW social um, about Chelsea, the Chelsea side of things. I'm sure he will have a lot to say uh, about what happened last night um, in Sweden. Uh, and we will also talk with Josh uh, regarding Arsenal. They made it through in their FA Cup uh, round uh, fairly smoothly. Uh, and Joe Montemurro's last uh, match as manager of Arsenal. Um, so they got some issues, uh, decisions to make over it on the Arsenal side of things. So we'll talk about those things tomorrow. So thank you for watching this video. Thank you for listening. Please share the video. Please share the uh, the podcast, you can listen to us on all podcast platforms. You do not want to see how beautiful Mark is. Uh, and uh, if you don't want to do that, you just want to listen to us podcast. OK, uh, you can do that. But share it with your friends, share it with people who might be interested in, in uh, WSL and uh, Manchester United in general um, so forth. All right. So remember that the light is out there. Please acknowledge that it's there. Please know that it's there. Uh, and also we have to acknowledge, unfortunately, that the darkness is out there as well. Whatever you do, please don't let it hug you under any circumstance. But if it comes close, please take care of yourself. Get the help you need if you need it. Take care of each other. Uh, take care of yourself. And we are going to close it out for today. Thank you very much for watching and listening.